The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News & World Report. For information on the complex cases treated at Cleveland Clinic or to get a second opinion, visit clevelandclinic.org slash heartcare. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 21st. In today's news... President Trump continues attacking John McCain because he's mad about the dossier. The Federal Reserve waves a caution flag to warn about a slowing economy. And the Pentagon Inspector General opens an investigation into the acting defense secretary. But first, the big idea. New Zealand has officially banned military-style semi-automatic weapons and assault rifles just six days after the attacks on two mosques. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said the country will launch a buyback program to take existing weapons out of circulation, while those who don't comply will be subject to steep fines. New Zealand has a tradition of hunting and shooting as sport, but there's no legal provision to own weapons for self-defense. Ardern says there's no reason for New Zealanders to own these kinds of weapons, and there's broad consensus on that argument domestically. The center-right opposition National Party supports the ban. Its leader, Simon Bridges, says it's imperative in the national interest to keep New Zealanders safe. Bigger picture, in the wake of last Friday's attacks, New Zealanders are asking themselves, are we as open-minded as we think we are? One in four Kiwi citizens was born outside the country, There are more than 200 ethnicities represented in a population of 4.8 million. That's more ethnicities than the number of countries represented at the United Nations. As President Trump was capping refugee numbers, Ardern was increasing New Zealand's refugee quota. In a world of growing anti-immigrant populism, many in New Zealand have felt like they were heading in the right direction. Now they're wondering if they haven't seen what hasn't changed. New Zealand has a history of white nationalist movements. And they've traditionally been concentrated in Christchurch, where the mosque attacks happened. It's a city that has long been notably whiter than the rest of the country, particularly the North Island. Christchurch has also long had an ugly underbelly of skinheads with swastika tattoos. They belong to groups with names like Right Wing Resistance and National Front. Occasionally, they hold public rallies. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, Al-Qaeda, the Islamic State, and other militant groups have used the New Zealand massacre to push their false narrative that the West is at war with Islam. Intelligence professionals are seeing a spike in messaging and appeals to supporters as well as potential new recruits. Rita Katz, the executive director at Site Intelligence Group, a private firm that monitors extremist activity online, says the Christchurch attacker has done a giant favor for the global jihadist movement. U.S. intelligence officials say the video of the killing of Muslim worshippers inside a mosque is an especially powerful way for these anti-American groups to spread extremist propaganda. The groups have highlighted the reactions of leaders and politicians in Western countries, including the United States, describing what they say is a lack of empathy for Muslim victims in general and a double standard in the way terrorism is defined. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump yesterday escalated his unrelenting attacks on John McCain. In a five-minute diatribe during an appearance at a tank factory in Ohio, Trump argued that the late Arizona senator, a lifelong Pentagon booster and a former prisoner of war in Vietnam, quote, didn't get the job done for veterans. 
He also groused that he didn't receive proper gratitude for McCain's funeral last September. Trump claimed inaccurately that he approved McCain getting state honors. He added, quote, and I didn't get a thank you. The full-throated repudiation of a deceased and revered member of his adopted party was remarkable, even for a president constantly at war with his rivals. And it came amid an outpouring of statements in recent days praising McCain in the face of Trump's attacks. Senator Johnny Isaacson, the Republican from Georgia, chairman of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, said in Atlanta yesterday that it is, quote, deplorable what Trump has been saying. Aides in the White House tell us that the new round of frustrations over McCain was fueled by a report Trump saw on television recently about McCain's role in handing over a copy of an intelligence dossier to the FBI after the 2016 election. Trump incorrectly blames the disputed document for kicking off the FBI's investigation into Russian interference in the campaign to boost Trump. Number two, waving a caution flag, the Federal Reserve signaled that it will not raise interest rates again in 2019. That's a dramatic about-face that indicates the central bank's worries about the economy are intensifying. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said at a news conference in Washington that growth is slowing somewhat more than expected. He added that the uncertainty from the trade wars and what will happen with Brexit are muddying the outlook. The Fed entered this year expecting growth of 2.3%, and they thought two rate hikes would be necessary to keep the economy from overheating. But on Wednesday, it cut its growth forecast to 2.1% for 2019 and signaled that it was done hiking rates for this year. The Fed's new projections widened the already large gap between its growth estimates and the rosy, unrealistic ones emanating from the White House. The White House this week predicted 3.2% growth this year and 3.1% next year. The Fed board also pulled back on raising rates amid evidence that both Europe and China have deteriorated economically. U.S. consumers and businesses are showing worrying signs of lower spending. Those concerns have been amplified as companies like FedEx predict a mediocre year and trucking volumes have declined. The Fed also announced yesterday that it would stop reducing its $4 trillion asset portfolio by September. That's a relief for Wall Street, and it's what Trump has wanted. But it's yet another signal the Fed felt the need to tread gently with its other key policy tool. Number three, the Defense Department's independent watchdog has opened an investigation into allegations that acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan violated ethics rules, by taking actions to promote Boeing after leaving the aerospace company and accepting a top job at the Pentagon. In a statement released last night, the inspector general's office said it has decided to investigate the matter and informed Shanahan of that decision. The office said it has received multiple complaints that Shanahan allegedly disparaged Boeing's competitors in front of subordinates who make procurement decisions. Shanahan, who spent more than three decades at Boeing before joining the Trump administration in 2017, has denied doing anything to favor his former employer. He's been angling aggressively for Trump to appoint him as the permanent replacement for Jim Mattis, who resigned in December. It's unclear how this probe will impact his prospects for both getting that nod and or being confirmed by the full Senate. Shanahan's spokesman says he'll fully cooperate with the investigation. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, March 21st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.